0: Are you ready to listen to a podcast? John Z and Amanda in the Morning, WSFM. Good morning, Starshine. Right now, by the miracle of recording,
2: we're going to go to a recent Sunday morning service in the which two precious little girls were seen.
0: Do it live. We'll do it live. Miss Keller, Amanda, Amanda.
3: Oh, I gotta see Jonesy. Uh, sorry, I've been doing a BUR with Grub. Brendan, greatest radio hunt.
2: I need Julie to put a jacket on. german I told you two hours ago. That was an
3: ordeal. Let's start wearing lipstick. I'm doing a red. Josie and Amanda, you're doing a great job. Hello, uh-huh.
2: Wiggles.
1: Oh, oh, Congratulations, oh.
4: man Where are the radio right now? What is it you can't face? The legendary
2: pirate Jonesy. What a creep. And crepe. Amanda, the we when those two go on, will you? I rejoice. I will no longer be pursuing. A really good poo. Yes, yes, I'm not hot right now. When marriage communicates it's a
1: disgrace with the place. Too oh. oh, long Do We're on the
3: air. Well, hello there, man. man my little chick, chick, chickadee.
1: Hi, how are you? Good. Got a new bed yesterday. Oh. You know, it's weird when you get a new bed. Because, um, well, first... First thing in the middle of the night, sometimes a dog jumps up onto mm-hmm. the bed. I heard her come into the bedroom, take a running leap, and Funk, because this bed's higher than Uh-oh. the other one. She was landed straight to the side of it.
3: It's like grandma's feather bed. It's a nine feet high, six, six feet
1: wide, large, soft as a downy chick. And because it's higher, also, where my phone and all that stuff next to the bed is now lower. So I woke up this morning when the alarm went off. And I'm reaching up to try and turn off the alarm and I'm just groping at the wall. The it's, it was strange. Question that Sydney wants to know, did you christen the bed? What does that mean, Brendan? I had a good night's sleep, thank you. <laughs> so it's me. It's very refreshing.
3: Mm-hmm. We got a new bed from David Jones. And we were in the David Jones store and the lady said, "Well, come out. Uh, we've got them on display out here in the, in the front of David Jones. But the front of David Jones is wherever and just walks past. She says, well, jump in the bed and see what you think. And I'm just like a slack-jawed teens are walking past drinking milkshakes and I'm lying there with Helen in the bed. Did you christen the bed?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Is it like when you went to buy that new toilet? (laughs)
3: That's (laughs) the display, Mr. (laughs) Jones.
1: It's quite the display. It's not plumbed in.
3: (laughs) On the show today.
1: I was seeing an ad for a washing machine. They said at the end, you don't have to plumb it in. I thought, well, I'm not going to plumb it into my own washing machine. (laughs) (laughs) I
4: put the washing in there.
1: (laughs) On the show today. Well, $10,000 went off with Head Jam yesterday. Right head that. Jam's back today. I got,
3: I got accused of having a bit of RBF. Because uh, I keep forgetting we've got the internet cameras yeah. in here. A lot of people say, so you show a bit of enthusiasm for Barbara and Sylvania. But I was just on the journey with Barb's as she was winning the money. And besides, you both were showing enthusiasm for everyone. That's
1: weird. While we're doing this show, you know, we rifle through papers. Yep. I check puppy Instagram. Things happen. Yeah, and then when careful. you watch it, when we put it up onto uh, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, or whatever, mm. I think, gee, you know, it, it, we don't always look our best.
3: No, so. Uh,
1: Sit we up to... straight, stomach in. We're on top of that. Oh, tell me a We
3: Bye. have the Magnificent Seven. That is seven questions. Can you go all the way and answer all seven correctly?
1: We've got Gus from Redfern. Hello, Gus.
2: Hey, how
1: are you going? Good, going very well, thank you. It all begins with question number one. Who is Kate Hudson's movie star mother?
2: Oh, I don't think I know that one. Oh, I'm Gus. Well,
3: think of a movie star that's a mum.
2: That doesn't make movie it easier. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, there's, there's a me I'm no, not me. sure. Sorry.
1: sorry, Gus, try again because you never know. Next time you call up, it could be exactly the question you're after.
3: Karen's in Campbelltown. Hello, Karen.
1: Hi, Karen. Hi, Jonesy. Hi, Amanda. Hello. Do you know who Kate Hudson's mum is? Of course. Goldie Horn.
3: It is. Oh, it's Goldie. I don't know. simple, would not she? Probably. Still got it. Still putting bums on seats. Is she? Which cartoon superhero is created with these five elements when these five elements combine? Have a listen. Oh!
1: I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know that one. Okay, thank you, Karen. I wouldn't know this one either. Wouldn't you know this? No, would you know this? Yeah. Oh, okay, no, I, I don't know this show. Brett is in Greystains. Hi, Brett. Hi, uh, g'day. How are you going? Good. Have a listen to this.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: Wind, I like the person that just had to call out wind. Which cartoon superhero is created when those five elements... A combined.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with Voltron. No. no. You'd be one of these members if you were bringing the wind. No, that's
1: right. Thanks. What's, what's your special <laughs> power? Wind. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for asking. Who knew it was a, a benefit? Alex is in French's Forest. Hello, Alex.
2: Morning, Jonesy and Amanda. How are you?
1: Very well. Now, hopefully you'll know the answer to this because I only want to play it one more time. Have a listen. <laughs> What TV show's that?
0: I'm Captain Planet. Is it? Your powers combined. I am Captain
3: Planet. He's our hero. He's going to take pollution down to zero. Well,
1: look how that went. But, Question number three for you. do
3: an animated character.
1: Which singer was nicknamed the king or the king of rock and roll?
3: Elvis Presley. He died yesterday.
1: Just yesterday? Well, 40 years
3: ago. 40 years ago yesterday he died. Uh... Officer Edgar Mallory is a character in which board game?
2: Officer Edgar Mallory.
1: You'll know the character, but chances are you won't know his oh, name. Yeah.
2: Edgar Mallory—that's the, the top hat wearing Mr. Man from Monopoly.
1: Monopoly, that's right. Oh, yeah. Question number five: An acute angle has less than how many degrees?
2: Forty-five
1: degrees. Oh, oh no! I'm just going, man. How good is Alex?
5: Russell's gone.
1: He doesn't know either. Russell was there. Now he's gone. Eunice but- is in Mount Druitt. Hi, Eunice.
3: Hi.
5: How you going?
1: Very well, thank you. Let's go back to your maths at school. An acute angle has less than how many degrees?
5: Thirty degrees. No. Nice.
1: <gasps> That'll be a very narrow.
5: Yeah, that's a angle. That's just a
3: little slice of the pie.
1: Yeah, we want a big fat slice yeah, of the pie. Right. So, it's, a, it's, a, well, it's not thirty. It's not forty-five. It's more than that.
3: Peter's in Parramatta. Hi, Peter. G'day, guys. How are you?
1: Very Good. well. An acute angle has less than how many degrees? 90 degrees? Yep, there that's right.
3: Which Wallaby skipper has recently stood down from the captaincy and will retire at the end of the season? Ah,
1: uh, Hooper? No. He's
3: on our show today,
1: not Hooper. Logan's in Tarrant Point. Hi, Logan. Oh. Cool name, lol Wallabies. Lollabies. The Wallaby skipper, uh, this skipper has stood down from the captaincy. He will retire at the end of the season. He's still playing. Will be in the Bledisloe this weekend. Who is it?
3: Moore. Stephen Moore. Which iconic London attraction will stop
1: bonging? Bonging on. <laughs> for the will you, will you stop bonging. How long ago did you stop <laughs> bonging? I've never bonged, Brendan. You used to bong. I've never. Time. I can put my hand up. I've really? never bonged. Didn't you? No. I thought you were always like, I'm the bubbler. No, never. Anyway, what London attraction
3: will stop bonging for the next four years for restoration work? Uh,
5: Big Ben.
1: Yes, there Big
5: Ben. So
3: but you still like to fire up a spliff? is No,
1: that I well? don't. Actually, let's be serious about this. Don't No, do I drugs. don't. I don't. You don't make jokes. About Not my thing. Congratulations, you won Are oh, you like the drug jokes though, don't you? No, I don't. I really don't. Cheech and Chong never got them. No, I don't understand Congratulations,
3: you won the jam pack inside a $100 Best Restaurants of Australia gift card. An in-season pass to Madame starring Tony Palette, file Rendered this week. And Jodie's Manta Cow choose for to come in. And some the Pencil. Still on you, Logan? Thank you. Go All Black.
0: Yeah. No, I mean,
3: nothing. No. No. Did
0: she curse you, Logan?
1: Suck me in Knock that one in I'm going to flick through The Jalmanac Our big book of musical facts On this day in 1975 Peter Gabriel announced He was leaving Genesis He told the press This old thing That he wanted to spend More time with his family Uh. But fellow band member Tony Banks Said it was because He was getting too big For his boots After the announcement, the band wasn't sure what to do. Drummer Phil Collins had a brilliant idea. He thought they should continue touring as an instrumental band. The group shot that idea down, saying it would be boring. The band decided to place an anonymous ad looking for, quote, a singer for a Genesis-type group. However, after 400 applicants failed to impress them, Phil went into the studio and attempted to sing, and his performance was well-received. They decided he should be the new singer. A better resolution, they thought, than being an instrumental group. I still have my doubts. <laughs> <laughs> no offence, Bill.
3: Let's go behind the news with Keegan Buzzer. And I'll say this, this is the last time I ever do something nice for someone ever again. What's happened? Yesterday, I'm leaving here. I'm in a screaming hurry. i got to get it to Channel 9 to do that thing that I do on Channel 9. So I'm riding my motorbike out of the building here and Keegan's reverse parking his car to get out. Can
5: I make a point first up, because you're going to paint me as a really
0: bad driver here, and I think that's not fair.
1: Parking's hard downstairs.
0: It is a nightmare. 18-point I have turns. a very big four-wheel drive, oh, no, and do. I have to do an 18-point turn to get yeah. into that bloody car park. Th- and out. this is
3: you saying, well, I can't buy a house, but you've got this ginormous car that costs a house. Anyway, that's not the <laughs> Shut up, Dad. That's not the it's point. It's
1: smeared with avocado. <laughs> uh,
3: so anyway, and I'm not questioning your, your abilities. I'm aware of that, so I've actually stopped at the automatic gate so Kegos does
0: and have to do his little swipe
1: Because we have to swipe and the door yeah. opens and it doesn't yes. open for long, does
3: it? No, it's like thunderbirds, didn't <laughs> So anyway I'm parked at the thing, so I'm just looking at my review mirror going, Come on, mate, hurry up, I'm in a hurry. I don't see the gate coming back. It's hit my bike. Oh. It's the big bike too, you know, that big Harley I got. It hits it, knocks it over with me on it. Boom, I'm on my side. <laughs> oh, great. Help me So... Then that's you know, the gate's going back in. So then I'm going to pick... Th- this thing weighs 410
1: kilos. And it's a big deal, though, because it scratches. I know a you're brand like. It's new bike.
3: It's about, I, I haven't... I've, this is the one bike I haven't dropped out of all my bikes. I'm going, oh, great. So I'm sitting there picking the thing up. And then as I get it back, I go, oh, I get back on the bike. But the gate comes back. Why did it come back? Because the sensor... I must have been just in front oh. of the, the gate comes back. Knocks me off it again. Oh. You know the funniest thing was, Right. I didn't see you get knocked the first time because I was doing my 18-point turn. And so then I'm seeing you there struggling with your bike. I'm thinking, come on, Jonesy. For freak's sake, I've got places to be. <laughs>
2: to
3: I'm thinking, can't you fix your bike somewhere else? I thought you were just, you know, trying <laughs> are you trying lying to... on the ground? <laughs> it was tired. It needed rest. But I did... I you did raced to your you um, raced. age you when you fell you the second You raced with side. your hands in the air. Oh, Jonesy. Did I don't you know if I could mouth. have done much, but... You, did, you, did, you helped. Well, you came a lot. It was too late. But I, you did more I than I the, sales the, the sales guy. The sales guy walked past with his coffee. goes, geez, mate, are you all right? And I said, no, I like to bench-press a 500-kilo motorbike every day. Well, so I'm very, nice I'm
5: very appreciative. Please don't stop being a kind person. Yeah.
1: Is this the behind the news? That's oh, yeah, it. sorry. What <laughs> else is there? That's it. Nothing. <laughs> that's fine. That'll, that'll do. do. You got stuff. Go,
0: go, go. Jonesy and Amanda's
3: $10,000. Here it is. The right answers to the wrong questions. There are six questions. You only have to answer five. First thing you need to do is call us on 13WSFM. I'm working on my... Enthusiastic face People on Facebook said I wasn't very enthusiastic When Barbara won the $10,000
1: We ha- now have webcams in here Which does make it tricky Because sometimes you can be scratching your bottom You can be reading a piece, a piece of paper But I thought you were enthusiastic I screamed, I did a primal yeah, scream and you, hurt you, my throat.
3: And, you and Barb were showing enthusiasm for everyone So I was just calmly hissing. You lit
1: a cigar and relaxed I was out
3: there and took up my pipe terry Ann's an Eagle Veil. Hello terry Ann. she's gone She's right there, she's gone Uh, Lisa is in Glenhaven Hello Lisa
1: Hi, good morning guys How are you? Good morning Good, thank you Now this went off yesterday Mm. Did you play yesterday and would you have got that one right? Yeah, I think I would have Well let's see how you go today Say nothing when I ask you question one Give me that answer When I ask you question number two Let's begin An equilateral triangle has how many equal sides? Who wrote Hamlet? Three Name the main pirate in Peter Pan
3: Oh, my gosh. I've got a mental blank. Alas, <laughs> Paul And the operation. Oh, my
1: gosh.
3: That, that's all the...
1: It was Shakespeare. That's all the Shakespeare
3: I could quote.
1: Oh. Uh, oh. And would you have known the main pirate in Peter Pan? Um, no, Captain i just got a mental Hook. blank on everything. Yeah. yeah, I know. It can happen, happens, Lisa. Lisa. It happens to us oh, all. Oh, Lisa, I'm sorry reading a story in the paper this morning um, and this is what you'd fantasize about if you're a young singer there was a girl who was working in the cloakroom at a London concert hall Uh, she was taking people's coats and things before the performance when suddenly they say to her you have to get up on stage and sing the main star of the show had come come down all sick Oh, she's been run over by your car in the car park, more (laughs) like. And they say to this young girl, 23-year-old Millie Forrest, get up on stage and sing it. She was a music graduate. but she was working. She's working there as a theatre usher. Oh, she's one of those people that started
3: for the bot. This is what dreams are made of. This is what
1: dreams are made of. And she had to step in and save the day. Mm. And she did? Was she good? She did, apparently. She was incredible. She She sang that song, If Music Be the Food of Love. Do you know that one? Yeah, by Iron Maiden. No, it's by Puchel. Anyway, whatever. Puchel, <laughs> Puchel. She did it. You and I would not have been capable yeah. of that. I'd have just done a bit of the nut bush. See, now <laughs> that went down.
3: And there goes our gig at the ABC.
1: Have you ever had to step in and save um, the day?
3: You know what? I, I did one time. I was at ranwick Racecourse for this big uh, event. Uh, some Something was on. And... Big Ben, or what's he know? Ben from Big Brother. Do you remember the first guy, Ben from Big Brother? Yeah. You know he had the big round head. Yeah. He won Big Brother. Yeah. So he had to MC this race day thing, but Warwick Kappa threw an egg at him, <laughs> and, and Big Ben got upset and left. And then they said, "Well, who's going to MC this event?" And they said, "You, Jonesy, will you do this for us? I I MC the event. I was as drunk as a monkey. I've been drinking all day." And uh, I did all right, and then they shoved 500 bucks into my hand.
1: And your undies? <laughs> <laughs> what event were you at?
3: I don't even know what it was. You know, but when, I saved the
1: day. When I think of Those... people saving the day, I think of someone in a cape pushing a missile away from the surface of the I, earth. I, I, think I don't easy. think of you mentioning Big Brother, Warwick Capper, <laughs> yeah. in one sentence and, is
3: enough. And the first winner of Big Brother, I, I, I saved the day. I was there, and uh, you know, I think the drunken hordes of Radwick appreciated me. Am <laughs> sure. my material?
1: Oh. oh, all right. Well. <laughs> doesn't get much lamer than that, or taken, does it? Am
2: I taking you off topic?
1: When have you saved the day? That's what we'd like to know. Daniel's in Penrith. Hello, Daniel.
2: Hi, Amanda. Hi, Jonesy. How's you going? Daniel. When did you have to step in and save the day? When I was in high school, I turned up to a multicultural evening just to be an usher. I hand out the, the, the programs, and I ended up having to use the, the program to MC the whole event because the MC didn't turn up. <sighs> Stressful? Yeah, I was stressful. I had all these multicultural names that I didn't know how to pronounce. But oh. I, the first time I saw them was like a minute before I went on stage. I'm trying to pronounce all these names. I missed cues. I walked oh. off stage when I wasn't meant to. Oh. But we got oh. through it.
3: Sounds just like my performance at Ramble. <laughs> I bet you there was a lot of, and coming up old, mate. Uh, yes. Let's <laughs> give a round of applause for mate. A
1: multicultural event where you can't yeah. pronounce any of the names. <laughs> how that. bad does that look?
2: Daniel, you did well. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the sideline story to that is that the, the other usher that came on stage with me is now
1: my
0: wife.
1: Oh! You got her name right. Hey. Oh,
2: yeah. That's
0: definitely. sweet.
1: What a sweet story. Oh. oh, that is a nice story. Thank you, Daniel. Jasmine's in North right? Hi, Jasmine. My story isn't quite as exciting. One of the kids at my son's uh, high school, where they were going to do a talent quest at the end of the year, Catherine Kim, and she was the um, um, MC. She's was cast. Anyway, she got drunk, mm. got suspended and so they had no Kath and Kim and being Mother of the Year, I stepped in and, and took on being Kath which was pretty embarrassing because the kids were looking at me as if like I was a real wannabe, <sighs> wanting to hang out with the kids, but we nailed it. There you go. Mm. So you went into a school performance? Well, it was, their, it was yes. It was there um, at the end of the year to have a talent quest oh. and so the whole school from, you know, babies up to grade 12 and here's this mother wannabe squeezed into oh. her best cardi um, and or jumper and jeans trying to pass, but we can, pulled it off.
0: Did you do, Can you do look
3: some at Molly, voice? Look
1: at Moi. look at
3: Is that all you did? Look at Moi. look at Moi.
1: Oh, all these school kids, and then there was you. And then there's you. You were a You'd good mother, Jasmine. As well. Oh. Thank you for all your calls. <laughs> Game of Thrones fans are a certain type of person, aren't they? Well... What type of people are they, I will ask you, because there's been a stuff-up through HBO in Spain and anyone who's tried to uh, illegally download episodes of Game of Thrones in Mm. Europe or anywhere, what's happened, because Spain HBO is stuffed up, if they've pressed episode five, what they've got is episode six and people have had a meltdown in the same way that One Directioners go crazy over a yeah. shift in barometric pressure, it seems that Game of Thrones fans will never forgive the Spanish for what they've done. Can I read you? This is some of the twi- tweets that have come through. And I'll read them in a One Direction kind of imagined voice because do, do, this is how crazy they sound.
3: Do, do Game of Thrones people sound like One I Imagine don't know,
1: people? but listen to the tweets. Mm-hmm. Spain is officially the worst country known to man. They've mishandled this Game of Thrones leak and I'm disgusted. Do not watch the newest episode of Game of Thrones if you care about your mental health. You've been warned. If you watch the leak Game of Thrones and try to spoil it for everyone, there's a place in hell waiting for you. <laughs> 46.5 million people and not one person can upload a video. Spain has failed the world tonight. <laughs> I hope everyone's having a good day except dumbass HBO Spain, the leaking Game of Thrones. Whoever pressed play on EPS 6 instead of EPS 5 deserves to be fired and a lifetime of unemployment. Oh, jeez. This is my favourite one. I had a trip to Spain for next year, <laughs> cancelling it. Who wants no. to go to the dumbest country in the world? <laughs> Oh,
3: it's a bit harsh. Well, Miguel maestre has got <laughs> yeah. a lot of
1: making, uh, making do to do, right, hasn't Sure, it?
3: they had the Inquisition, but come on. Come
1: on, don't press F5 <laughs> when you want F6, don't
3: do it. I think the scariest thing is my wife loves Game of Thrones, so does, is that what she sounds She's like? She's on
1: chat rooms talking like this. <laughs> oh, Look, uh, for the seventh on? year in a row, Melbourne has topped the list of the world's most livable city. Not Australia. The mm. world. But and I like Melbourne. Well, Melbourne's great. But you know what? Last year Sydney was seventh on the list. Do you know where we are? Where are we now? We've dropped out of the top ten. We're now eleventh. <sighs> of the most livable cities in the world. Melbourne's <sighs> one, we're eleventh. Who's in front of us?
3: <sighs> Don't
1: tell me Adelaide's in front of us. Adelaide's in no. front of us. And Perth is in oh, front Perth? of us. Perth?
3: What's in Perth? Perth's like Parramatta. Mm. Like Perth, like meaning Parramatta is bigger than Perth. We've got incredible.
0: We've got things Parramatta in and we've got Honor. Sydney. You know. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps. You know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, a Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, I parked my car in the city the other
1: day for 40 minutes. It cost me 75 bucks. That's, That's a- how important Sydney is. You
3: know, I was queued around Marsh Street. For three hours the other day near the March airport. Marsh Street? Marsh Street.
1: Oh, near the airport. See yeah. giant queues at the yeah, airport. Everyone, what, wants everyone wants to come to see Everyone wants to get in Traffic it. congestion means that we are busy and thriving. And we're happening, man. We're like... You know, around near where I live and the light rail's going in. It won't be ready for years, but at the yeah. moment it's busy and it's yeah. congested and things are happening.
3: Melbourne's got a tram. <laughs> We've got a light rail.
1: <sighs> can I tell you who came last on the list? Who? Do you want to know? Damascus <laughs> in Syria. Oh. Yeah, Lagos in Nigeria, Tripoli in Libya—they are all in the last mm-hmm. few. But Damascus, the capital of war-torn Syria, has come last on the list of Liverpool cities.
3: You know, we should tune in to see what they're doing. Our good, our sister station in Damascus, Two DM.
1: How are they feeling? How are they this feeling
3: this morning? How are they to, the the
1: great. St- Hello, you
3: to Hello. Hello, it's Mamoud in the morning.
1: And Fatima. Silence,
3: woman. Cat Stevens. Beast Train. <laughs> As if
1: No, his name is Youssef. Silence
3: woman Coming to you From the city by the bay The city that rocks The city that never sleeps Good news Damascus
4: has made the list Of most livable cities In the world Excuse me Mahmoud.
1: Damascus came last On the list Silence
4: woman At least we made the list It could be worse It could be Sydney Have you seen how much It costs to park a car there? They're making a
3: killing <laughs> Silence woman Coming up On the block Your head Just
4: kidding Sticks and wombat.
1: Oh, oh, that infidel Keith, so hot!
3: Silence,
4: woman. In the morning. <laughs> 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 and they're
1: playing
3: reggae. they are there, ratting on us. And TDM's having a go.
1: All right, everyone, hold your breath. Actually, this is a difficult part of the year for my family. Husband is a Kiwi. One of my sons goes for the Kiwis. My other son and I died in the wool wallabies and it's Bledisloe cup time we haven't won for 15 years but you know you never know your luck and this man could make all the difference we're joined now by outgoing captain stephen moore he's no longer the captain he's still in the wallabies and he's making plans to retire from the wallabies at the end of the year stephen hello
5: morning guys thanks for having me
3: uh, not a problem stephen so you you're a doctor as well
5: no, not quite. I studied biomedical science uh, when I left school in Brisbane. So, oh. uh, when I when I left school, I wanted to do medicine, and uh, sort of the rugby's taken over a little bit in the last seventeen years or whatever it is. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll look at what I do next um, next year when I hang up the boots. Because
3: biomedical science, it's such a a light sort of study, isn't it? Really, like you know, it's, it's,
5: it's yeah, well, it's not like one of the arts. No, it was really interesting. It's given me a good insight into whenever I've been injured in rugby, I've always known what the doctors are talking about, that's for sure. It's uh, given me a good background in all the anatomy and things like that. So uh, I remember doing the the dissection and all that sort of stuff at uni many years ago, which was really interesting. But, you can um, do your
1: own operations, you
5: um, Stephen, on yourself. yourself. If you do a cruciate lig- yeah, I ligament. I a bit of money over the years, but... Um, <laughs> No, luckily, own ears. I haven't had too many which is great
1: So look it's a, it's always An extraordinary time of year when we take on the Kiwis, the Harker Many people have worked out, tried to work out Different ways to, to face the Harker It's coming at you this weekend Are you tempted to do I'm um, a little teapot?
5: <laughs> yeah it's amazing Over the whole time I've been involved with the team It's, it's amazing the different um, Ways coaches and players Sort of look to deal with it I, I think at times we probably overthink that stuff I for me, it's just a—it's a really part of the theatre of the game and part of getting ready to play, and it's a, its a sign of respect and, and something that they've done for a long time. So we have to respect that, but not be distracted by it or put off um, how we want to start the game. Well,
3: where, where do you look when they're doing it? What's the? Do you eyeball the player or do you look
5: indifferent? Yeah. What, what, what do you do? Yeah, usually I try and find my opposite number and, and just, stare you know, just stare and I think that's. Probably better respect from both players, and um, that's what I've always tried to do, and that's my way of getting ready for the game. And I know Wallaby teams in the past have gone off and ran in the end goal and passed the ball around, and I don't think that worked that well when when they tried that. But yeah, different players have different ways of dealing with it, and um, you know as long as they're ready to start the game, that's what's important.
1: I've been looking at your training regime. This is the Wallabies team. You've been in Newcastle. You've trained in the Hunter Valley. You've trained around Bellington. I put it to you, you're just on a holiday around New South Wales.
5: (laughs) It feels a little bit like that. and I really enjoyed it, actually. I grew up in Rockhampton in central Queensland, so... I really enjoyed being out in the regional areas. Newcastle was fantastic. The people there that came to training and, and the kids that turned up was just really good. And, and also the Hunter Valley, um, you know, we are were, we we're up at Cessnock as well training and been in Penrith for most of this week. So... Uh, we're in Homebush now, so we're, um, we're we're somewhere different again. So uh, I think we're training at Concord Oval today, and um, we'll, do, we'll have our sort of final preparation and, and get ready. So I, I think it's been a good preparation. It's really important to to get out to the to the regional areas, and it really brings you back to when you were a kid and, and when mm. yeah, you used to see some mm. of the teams come and play. I've
3: taken the liberty of uh, just taking an old alarm clock with some speakers and stuff and just throwing it around the Intercontinental at Double Bay just just to put a cat among the pigeons down there
5: for the yeah,
3: old we won't go there <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to do it for you Stephen well Stephen
1: please do it for me my household needs the Wallabies to win yeah. I'm so excited to see this game on Saturday night thanks for talking when to you us today when you
3: run out there you're playing for a little girl who's 55 years of age <laughs> and just
1: wrong. wants the team to win Stephen
5: no, thanks a lot we, we really appreciate your support and we'll be uh, thinking of everyone out there in the gold jersey when we run out
1: oh thank you Stephen well done good luck
5: thanks very much
3: good on you Steve Stephen Moore
1: there
3: the Man, I had so much bread yesterday when we ate that fool's gold. We had the Elvis sandwiches to commemorate Elvis, you know, because he died yesterday. His favourite
1: meal Elvis was fool's day. gold, Elvis so you get a Elvis loaf day. of bread. And within that you put a whole jar of peanut butter mm. You put bacon You yeah. put banana Sometimes strawberry jam or jelly as well I ate it and it yep. was delicious You You went to town on it It was delicious Annoyingly it was delicious 8,000 calories apparently
3: Whoa, but I'm so breaded out But I could always go for some more bread Wouldn't beat the toaster
1: Well this is what happens We put some toast into the toaster You have to say stop before the toast pops The last amount of cashew here will be yours
3: Conrad's, Conrad is in St. Clair Hello Conrad Jonesy, hi Amanda, how hi, are you doing?
1: We're very well. First of all, choose what sort of bread, Jonesy. Have a look. What's left? We're getting well, get towards the end of the week. Oh, What's what in it? it? I've got some uh, five grains
3: white, low carb, rye, raisin, cafe style. Bagels? We've got bagels. Browns. Bagels, get your bagel, bagel. You got any crumpet? I've got a crumpet.
1: Have you? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Okay. I love crumpets. Oh. we are got to put a bit of crumpet into the toaster. They're among all the to
3: toast on both sides, though, evenly. You know, either the back side always gets burnt the front side doesn't.
1: Well, it's going to have to cop that, I'm afraid. All right, we're about to press the toaster. Here we go. $190. $195. $200. $220. $295. $325. $420. $465. Five hundred and fifty dollars. Six hundred and ninety dollars. Seven hundred and twenty-five dollars. Oh no! It popped.
5: Conrad,
1: dude, what figure did you have in your head? What were you doing?
5: Yeah, I thought seven fifty. Oh, Conrad, it's just under.
4: Oh,
1: your toast is just under. Oh. The crumpet
3: that did it. It was the crumpet. Those dang crumpets yeah, that take get, so long. You do get a toaster, though. You do get a toaster, Jonesy Demanda. Uh,
1: limited that's edition.
3: Actually, possibly on eBay, it'll be worth, you a know, like hundred yeah. bucks. Because there's not many made. Mm. You see. But,
1: uh, I'll
3: take that. Thank, Thank you, you very
1: you. much. we on you Conrad. We will play again tomorrow. She's a cruel mistress to toaster. Indeed.
3: The Jim action line this morning, an investigation has been ordered after Sydney Primary School put on a play which saw students wearing sorry placards and dressed as nuns abusing Aboriginal
1: children. This was at Forestville Public School um, and some of the parents said it was disgraceful that the children being used for a political agenda. Perversely, the Education Minister has had to apologise, has had to say sorry. Really, aren't we just... This is history. We're teaching children our history is unpalatable as it is. What about when you used
3: to go to Old Sydney Town?
1: And you watch someone being whacked with a cat of nine tails. Mm -hmm. An actor from NIDA.
3: So it's part of history, I
2: guess.
1: Well, let's see. What do you think? Is this pushing a political agenda or is it just kids
2: recreating history? I'm a school student and... Why can't they just handle the truth as it is? It's not that controversial, it's things that we did. I think it's just two to three people overreacting with with too much time on their hands being stupid and causing trouble When you've got youngsters saying sorry for what their parents and what their grandparents could never say sorry for. This is a good thing. The stolen generation is very sad and it was a horrible thing to happen, but white persons thought they were doing a good thing by taking them the same as these days if a child is in an unfit home, they are removed.
4: As an Aboriginal man, I'm actually quite proud of the school people doing what
2: they've done. Well done. I'm a Forestville parent and I could not have been more proud of my children seeing them up on that stage. And I think the most important thing to remember is that past generations have done nothing to address this issue. So by teaching our children how serious this is, maybe they've got a chance when they're in power.
1: Whoa. Gave me goosebumps, that one. Sure,
3: it's uncomfortable, but it's history, Mm -hmm. and history's not comfortable.
2: There's been
1: much debate recently about euthanasia, about assisted dying. As we know, it's illegal in Australia. However, one doctor has taken upon himself to help terminally ill patients end their lives using the controversial drug Nimbutal. For the first time ever, Dr. Rodney Syme has allowed himself to be filmed for a new documentary called Fade to Black. He joins us now. Dr. Rodney, hello.
4: Good morning, Amanda.
3: Uh, You're sort of taking a few risks here because it's kind of illegal to do what you're doing,
4: isn't it? Well, people think that, but theoretically it may be so. The law in Victoria and mostly in Australia says it's a crime to aid and abet suicide. What I have argued and argued very strongly and very openly is that if I have a person before me who is uh, terminally ill, has intolerable suffering and it's not relievable, that providing them with Nembital has the most powerful uh, palliative effect and uh, most people don't Realise because you can't see it the enormous psychological distress that people have as they go towards the end of their life with intolerable suffering it's psychological it's fear it's terror it's great anxiety they have no control over what's happening other people are making all the decisions and if you give them control you absolutely completely relieve that it changes people's lives and despite the fact that i've made it publicly known to authorities police that I've provided people with Nambutal and named them, I have not been prosecuted. So I ask you, what do you think the law actually says? Yeah. yeah. Um, there is a huge uh, mood in this country for people to have this control. You know, to me, it's a basic human right that when you're dying, you should have control over what actually happens. And what and you
1: found also, <coughs> isn't it, that by giving people this drug, that they don't necessarily use it.
4: Well, exactly. That's been my experience and quite a significant number don't use it. What it does, as I say, it gives them that peace of mind and it actually helps them to go on with their life, having that control and ultimately they die naturally. That's the experience in Oregon where doctors can legally provide drugs such as Nembutal. Uh, 30% of people who receive that medication don't actually use it.
1: Is there some question for I'm playing devil's advocate now for people? Who, uh, I, for one, uh, uh, think we should have assisted dying. But in, I know some people feel that in some countries, for example, in some Sta- Scandinavian countries, people are given this drug just because they don't feel like living any longer. Would there be safeguards so that this is really end of life stuff?
4: Well, absolutely. Proposed law in Victoria is. On the recommendations made by the medical expert panel to the government which the government has accepted those recommendations the safeguards are highly stringent a person has to be terminally ill it's not just that they think um, they've, they've had enough they have to be terminally ill they have to have intolerable and unbelievable suffering um, they have to be of sound mind they have to be making a persistent request two doctors have to determine that these criteria are met and if there's any concern about their competence, that is to say their ability to make a decision, perhaps because of psychological illness, then uh, psychiatric opinion must be obtained. They're very, very rigorous. The one thing that is, I think, very good in one sense is that the, the recommendation are that although the law, when it's passed, um, it will not actually become operative for some time, the figure given is thought to be 18 months, it's terribly important that when the law does come into effect, that the medical profession is properly educated in how to use it, uh, that all the administrative functions, the sister dying uh, commission has been properly set up. Mm. So um, there should be a period of delay. There should be a period in which this educational process takes place. The fact that there is going to be a delay in education, I think, is very sound.
3: Well, indeed, you know, you don't want people taking it just because One
4: Direction broke up. No. Well, that, that wouldn't say I many innocent. That, that no, person no. is not terminally ill.
3: No, exactly.
4: And what they need is good medical treatment to get them through that psychological yes. crisis. Just a, a big tub of ice cream, perhaps. Oh, terminally yeah. sad. Yeah. <laughs> a tub of ice cream. Yeah, dinner with Amanda. Yeah, oh, wow. Well. You
1: know, that would do it for most people, let's face it. Oh, well.
3: <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Dr. Roddy Syme, it's fascinating. Fade to Black is out this August. For more information, head to demand.film.com. Dr. Rodney, thank you for joining us. My pleasure.
1: While the news was on, yeah. I just ducked out and had a, had a look at the footage. Footage of, of what? Of you yesterday oh, when you, your bike got knocked over twice. Don't There's security this. footage of it oh. in the uh, from the garage downstairs. You mentioned this with Keegan earlier today. Yeah. You and Keegan had an interlude in the car park so yesterday.
3: I'm leaving. I'm in a hurry. But then because we've got this giant Thunderbird-style gate that comes sideways across... Uh, Keegan was reverse parking his car mucking around and I thought, well, I'll sit in the gate so it doesn't shut on him. But what had happened, my bike had missed the sensor Mm. and I didn't see the gate coming.
1: It's hit my bike. It just looks funny. In slow motion almost, it's, yeah, and you fall over. Have you seen the size of that thing? It weighs 400 kilos. So I've lifted it up, you know,
3: which is fine once and then when I've got it up from out of breath sitting on it the gate comes back for ah, round two bonk, and your arms go <laughs> Drop the thing twice yeah we'll put that footage up oh, on I our th- Facebook th- page today so we can all enjoy <laughs> it
0: <laughs> I thought you might want to keep that to yourself
3: no
2: <laughs> now watch me big yeah watch me big fact okay. now watch me big big yeah watch me big fact me. Ooh, big fact, big fact, ooh,
0: big fact, big fact, ooh, big fact, big fact, ooh, ooh, ooh big fact me. Yeah. I'm ready.
3: You are. Yeah, yeah, give it to me. According to Guinness, 162,719 pints of their beer mm-hmm. are absorbed by beards and mustaches every year. Oh, <laughs> how much? How much? Hundred and sixty-two thousand seven hundred and nineteen pints of Guinness goes straight into beards and mustaches. So, if
1: you're really desperate, go around, find a guy with a beard, and just suck it out of oh, his hair.
3: You see, I thought I—I I, I didn't think uh, I could do worse. Oh,
1: and I thought the beer nuts were bad.
0: <laughs> oh, big fact, big fact. Oh, big fact, big fact. Oh, big fact, big fact. Oh, 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 big fact. Me.
3: Matter of fact, I got it now.
0: Everybody shout!
1: What gets your ghoulies, Tony?
5: Hey, Danzy. Amanda, what gets my ghoulies is it's impossible to buy a good quality uh, fuel fuel cooker nowadays.
4: A a what cooker?
5: One of those, you know, you get in your uh, kitchen. It's a freestanding cooker. It has uh, gas and electric. Mm -hmm. It's impossible to buy a good one.
3: Yeah, I I didn't even think they could even get them anymore. Can, Can you
2: get them?
5: Oh, they're, they're they're rare, but um, mm. and they don't. They're not. They're varying in price. Some are cheap, some are some are really expensive, and even the expensive ones don't last as long as the cheap ones. Let so yeah. me just
1: get this in my head. So freestanding, as opposed to ones that you slot into a bench along a kitchen, is that what you mean?
5: Yeah, that's the one. Yeah.
1: Mm, no. What are you thinking of doing with it, Tony? Why don't you want to slot in?
5: Ah, uh, because we've got this space that, that's 900 wide, and that's where yeah. the cooker needs to fit. Yeah, 900. <laughs> right. In our benches.
3: Because uh, I've got one of those induction things, and I hate induction. Because you know the induction thing? You take your pan off it for two seconds, beep, 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 and it shuts itself off. Mm. You know, can't deal with that. But then it just it just does my head in. I just want to get back to gas.
1: Why don't we all just cook in our backyards over an open fire? I said no one ever. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. You're Good not, luck in your not, quest.
4: You're not helping
1: no, I've got an oven and I'm in love with
3: it. I know, You have got to get out of town. I
1: love my oven. Stove oven. I do.
3: It's fantastic. Mm. I, I just want to come over and just use your oven. knock so on the door. Hey, is, um, mind if I use your oven?
1: Put your potatoes in there, I'll say. <laughs> and then get out. Hey, my favourite call email, Facebook friend, wins a $300 Tram Sheds voucher for Supermart bringing together Sydney's best restaurants and eateries under one roof. You
3: get the brand new limited edition, Jonesy and Amanda tea towel and plate as well.
1: Well, We're talking this morning about a cloakroom girl and a theatre usher in London. She, the main star of the show, falls ill. Mm -hmm. This girl, Millie Forrest, is asked to step up and do the show. And she does. It's incredible. So this morning, the tribal drum was beating for when have you had to step in and save the day. Daniel from Penrith had to fill in as a school MC despite being a little
2: inexperienced. When I was in high school, I turned up to a multicultural evening just to be an usher, I hand out the, the programs, and I ended up having to use the, the program to MC the whole event because the MC didn't turn up. Oh. Yeah, I was stressful. I had all these multicultural names that I didn't know how to pronounce, but oh. I, the first time I saw them was like a minute before I went on stage. I'm trying to pronounce all these names. I missed cues. I walked oh. off stage when I wasn't meant to. Oh. But the, the sideline story is that the, the other usher that came on stage with me is now my wife. Oh. Oh, You've got
1: nuts? her name right. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Oh,
2: but you're just going to default to old mate.
3: Over oh, he has got old mate.
1: <laughs> On a multicultural night, yeah. he's lo- old mate. <laughs> he's lo- old mate. <laughs> and old right mate. I you two. That's enough. Another $10,000 up for grabs tomorrow with Head Jam. And it is Friday. Fight, At fear, Fearful flashback. Back.
3: Blender. See you then. Have a good remainder of the day. Goodbye.
4: Good day to you. Well, that show was pretty good. Goodbye. Goodbye. Wipe the tears, baby, from your eyes. A podcast of today's show is available for download from
2: WSFM.com.au.
4: Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
2: goodbye.